Hi there, and welcome back to the Creative Endeavor Podcast. This is the podcast bringing you inspiring stories from creative professionals from around the world, real conversations with real artists. It is such a pleasure to have your company here once again. In this episode, I'm talking to Anthony Avon, who's a very talented digital artist based in Serbia. Now, Anthony and I got to know each other a bit when he started following me on Patreon and he started to upload some of his digital art to the private Facebook page that's associated with my Patreon. And immediately I took notice and I was just like, man, this is great work. And then he did something extraordinary. He started doing a series of master studies. He was taking the old master's work from the 19th century, some incredible landscape paintings, and he started doing a master copy a day. And the challenge was he would do this every day for 100 days straight. Man, that was such an inspiring idea. I don't think enough of us nowadays really drill into the fundamentals and try to work out what makes the old master so great. And I think that Anthony might just find out by the end of this challenge. He's well on his way. Now, Anthony's story is a really inspiring one. He really struggled in the beginning. You know, a lot of us creatives do, but it's what he did in the face of that struggle that I was just blown away by. All it needed was just one break, one little chance. Anthony grabbed it with both hands, he capitalized on it, and he just ran with the opportunity. And he ended up doing some incredible work. He's employed full-time as a freelance digital artist, and he ended up getting a major gig with a company that he could have only dreamed about 10 years ago. This was an incredible story and such an inspiration to talk to him. So right now, I want you to go and follow Anthony on Instagram. He can be found at anthony.avon.art. And that last name is spelled A-V-O-N. He can also be found on ArtStation, artstation.com slash anthonyavon. And on Patreon as well, where he shares his digital work and tips for how he produces his amazing images on Patreon. That's patreon.com slash Anthony Avon. Now, right now, of course, you're listening to the audio version of this podcast, but there's an exclusive video version of the podcast. And there's a little bit of a section here right around the middle of our conversation where we're talking about something that is quite visual. And there's video of this where we're talking about composition in relation to some of the old masters and what Anthony discovered with Albert Bierstadt's use of the golden ratio. Now, if you want to see the exclusive video version of this podcast, then follow me over on Patreon. I'm on Patreon as well, of course, patreon.com slash Andrew Tischler Art. So you can follow me over there. I'm pretty sure that's the right link. If I haven't given you the right link, then just, yeah, you know how it works. Search my name, right? You'll find a link to my Patreon in the description box that's associated with this podcast, wherever you're listening to that. So without further ado, let's get stuck into this conversation. I think you're going to be really inspired, just as I was. Here's Anthony Avon in The Creative Endeavor.
Anthony, Avon, welcome to the Creative Endeavor podcast. <laughs> it is such a pleasure to have your company here today. Sure. Well, I mean, I've said it before when we first spoke, and this is a huge honor. Uh, your art has influenced my art for a very long time, and it, it's really unbelievable to, to be here talking to you. It's Not at all, man. No, look, look, it's just so cool that we get a chance to connect. So I'll just um, let people know that we we actually have spoken prior to this. Um, you've been following me on uh, following me on Patreon for a little while now, and um, you started uploading some of your digital art to the Facebook page that goes with that Patreon. And when I saw it, I was just, man, I was blown away. Cause as you know, like I've been dabbling with the digital side of things for a little while. And I was just like, wow, how, how do you do this? Cause like when I start drawing digitally, I'm, it's just so slow and tedious and I get bogged down. It's a bit like painting, you know, I start off with the best of intentions of going bold and loose with big brushes. Digital is kind of the same. I can knock something out pretty quickly, but then when it comes to finish that drawing, well, and so here, here you go, uploading these master studies uh, that you were doing. And I was just like, man, I've got to talk to this guy. And then as soon as I started talking to you, I'm like, what a cool dude. What an interesting story that you have to tell. And I thought, Oh man, Anthony, you got to jump on the podcast, bro, and and uh, tell us about uh, how you started. So let's kick things off there. Maybe I, I'd love to hear about where your art journey began because you're coming to us now from Serbia, and and I'd I'd love to even hear about you know childhood in a way in Serbia because I know that came with its own unique set of challenges as well. Uh, you you can yeah. start us off wherever you feel, man. Uh. I, I think I should take us back to 2011. Mm -hmm. um, before that, drawing art was just a hobby. And I actually avoided going to art school because I saw no future in it. The, I, I had no role models, never knew anyone, anyone who works with illustration or anything like that. And I intentionally avoided art as a career path and uh, in 2011 um, things for me and my family became really bad uh, I, I want to keep this uh, light and positive but I, I think it's important for this story to mention mm -hmm. that back mm -hmm. then you know uh, financially uh, my family was in huge problems my mom was working two jobs and often with two jobs is a People who work two jobs uh, often tend to have less money. They work two jobs <laughs> because yeah. it's difficult. Um, yeah. I was in school. My sister was in school. Uh, it came to the point where we were basically to, you know, have our basic day-to-day -day needs fulfilled. We needed to skip on a couple of bills, which kept piling up, and uh, the pressure kept piling up. And that kind of uh, life tends to become really dark and really depressing. Um, different people handle it differently. You know, all, all the pressure of that situation was on my mom, then on me. I worked, you know, summer jobs that were basically just patching up small holes. Um, the worst thing about that situation was that I couldn't see a way out. That's the worst thing. 
you think of a solution, but it's not a real solution. It's just a, either a temporary thing or in the best, best case scenario, you end up just surviving with nothing more to it. And your mind tends to go in a very, very dark place at that, in, in such times. Uh, but something incredible happened then. Uh, randomly, I was scrolling through Facebook and I came across a Facebook uh, post that said from a complete stranger uh, that said something about, hey, don't worry about the money, just live your life and yeah, be happy. Which <laughs> at the time, reading something like that really rubbed me the wrong way. And I politely left a comment on that post talking about just how much you, you cannot not worry about the money when your day-to-day, -day, your basic needs are in question. You just have to, you have no choice to eat, worry or in my case, get really depressed. And uh, I never actually got a reply on that comment and it, it was almost forgotten, but what happened and it was later confirmed uh, in a message, the person who made that post uh, kind of noticed me from that comment. We started talking and at a certain point, uh, her name is Dawn. Um, she offered to help me out in some way. Uh, basic art supplies, something she lives in Germany. And she wanted to send me, you know, colors, pencils, whatever. And first I was like, no, that, that I, I, I don't want to, you know, ask for that. Uh, I, I have my pencils, my papers. That's all I need for this hobby that I had. Yeah. And but she kept insisting and I said, look, I know it's asking too much, but if I'm ever going to make something out of art, I need to start digital painting. Mm -hmm. And there is no way that I will ever have the money to put aside to buy myself a drawing tablet. Mm -hmm. And if I can get that as a gift, then I have a chance. Then there's hope for me. And I got it. Uh, wow. A $60 gift uh, arrived in the mail. I got my first tablet. Uh, it was a small genius tablet. I started painting then and didn't stop since then. It's what, wow. what 10, 11 years now that that random comment changed my life and that one gift um in 2012 i got my first job i already had some kind of a portfolio and there was a small growing game development company here in serbia um they gave me an opportunity to just start working um start earning some money starting improving my life and then i I dropped out of school. I was studying to become a kindergarten teacher, but when I got that job, I, I was finally there. Uh, and I was like, okay, now I'm gonna give it my 200%. That's when the 14 to 15 hour workday started with no weekends off. Uh, after four years at that company, I was ready to start my freelance work. 
and here I am talking to one of my favorite artists in the world. Oh, uh, you got to stop that, bro. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I appreciate it so much, Anthony. I really do. It's very kind of you. But listen, man, I can't tell you what an honor it is to be talking to you and hearing your story because, man, you have got one heck of a story. Please, please keep going. I, you know, but I, I don't want to break the flow here, but I'd love to hear about your first gig, if you don't mind. Um, so you, you've got this tablet, you start, you start drawing, you get, you get your first job in terms of, of creating digital art. Can you tell me about that job, what that was like? Well, well first real jobs that got me some money were just, uh, you know, freelance jobs to, I, th I think I did some um, music album covers. Uh, as soon as I started posting online, uh, I, I, I was lucky to have, you know, some small opportunities. And when I got my first official job as a concert artist, no, it, actually it wasn't concert art, it was uh, 2D art uh, graphics for, for the games. Um, I already had a portfolio. I was still a beginner. You know, I, I still didn't have a clear idea where this is going to go. I just knew that I now have the opportunity to work digitally mm -hmm. and I just kept trying to make, you know, something that looks good and hopefully get some kind of an opportunity. That, that job came as a real surprise because I still didn't know that there are game development companies in Serbia that can hire me. And uh, I, at the time, I didn't think I was good enough to get hired. But luckily, the job was kind of open to people who are just starting out to, you know, it wasn't as demanding as, as some other big jobs. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah. Um, that, that's fascinating, man, because I, I so, so you were you were making some posts and, and getting a bit of attention there from from just posting online and people like, hey, man, th this guy can draw. This is pretty cool stuff. And where are you posting when you're when you're up when you were uploading that stuff and getting noticed where what sort of platforms were you posting on? At the time, it was Facebook uh, okay. and DeviantArt. Right. Yeah. Is DeviantArt still around? Uh, yes, and I would say that uh, platforms like DeviantArt are really open to basically everyone at any level to get job opportunities. Mm -hmm. Because so some people think that maybe you have to be really, really good to get a job. It's mm -hmm. not really the case. There are a lot of, uh, especially in digital art, uh, a lot of jobs that don't require a lot, but they can get you started. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, uh, just you know, small music album covers. Um, some digital. I just recently had an uh, offer to do re really small, simple graphics, but I declined that job because it's not what I want to do right now. I want to focus on other stuff. But that's something that you can start with mm -hmm. uh, if, if you have some kind of a portfolio. Uh, if you if you do have an idea, and that's uh, uh, one of the advice that I would give, uh, if, if you want to start working in digital art, um, try to figure out what you want to do mm -hmm. and start building a portfolio towards that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I promise you, 
you'll have your opportunities. Uh, there are uh, forums on DeviantArt where you can um, answer to job postings or post your own portfolio as uh, you offering to do a service. Mm -hmm. And that can get you going. That can, you know, small, cheap commissions just for you to, everything you do starts building up your portfolio even more. And if you don't have work, fine, you have more free time to just create the kind of work that you want to be hired to do. Mm -hmm. So the, the ball starts rolling and soon enough, you'll make it. It's, it's really interesting you say that about posting the type of art that you want to do. Um, yeah. I find that when a lot of people are starting out, and I, I certainly was guilty of this as well, is you try to preempt what the market wants and you end up trying to be something that you're not by trying to pander to what you think is in everybody else's head. But here you're saying, look, no, create your thing, that niche, that audience is going to come to you based on what you're yeah. producing, so long as it's quality. And, and I got to say, Anthony, your, your work is, is real amazing quality stuff. And look, I'm sorry to jump around here and, and I, I'll try to... Uh, ask you some things here and but I, I'm just I'm so fascinated by this because I've been in recent years I, I've been toying with the idea of things happening for a reason or there being some sort of plan or there being some sort of not predetermined outcome but for lack of a better way of putting it maybe uh, it, it's just so interesting to me that one comment one Facebook post just one thing, just on, on your story, on this line. So you're in this place of no way out, no hope to that, having an interaction that could have potentially gone horribly negative and sent you into a further, you know, in, into, into a, a deeper despair, if you will, to changing your life. That's amazing. Can, can, I, can I just ask, so when you got that tablet in the mail, this is so cool, when, when you got that in the mail, did you, was that from the person who made the comment? Yeah, yeah. That's amazing. She told me that that, that that comment, she never replied, but she wrote me later that it was that comment that made her pay attention to what I was doing. Uh, she saw that I was drawing. And at the time, like those drawings weren't that special. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, but, you know, it, it, it had to be the right person to see that work and to to meet me i think we kind of kept in touch through other comments uh, i just for, for this i checked our conversation history and i i think we first talked on or maybe comments on my post them in, into you know messages and yeah it had to be the right person to to you know, meet me at the time. You know, mm -hmm. At the time, I wasn't such a great person to meet. You know, in that state of mind, I have a lot of interesting things to say. Mm -hmm. But I guess that there was still a part of me that through conversation, she saw something good in me and mm -hmm. worth investing in. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it did change my life. What was what was going on in Serbia at that time? 
in 2011? Because you're still there now. Has there been, there's been some pretty big changes. I mean, it was pretty full on back in the 90s. I remember seeing all kinds of stuff on the news about it. But but yeah, uh, uh, what what was it like growing up in that in Serbia? Unremarkable for me, you know, right. it, it, n- nothing special. That's thing about me. I, I'm the most random person you'll ever meet. Just just somebody okay. who had that one opportunity to do something, and through a lot of lot of hard work and struggling, you know, I, I kind of made something. Um, at the time, you know, Serbia was is kind of uh, stable right now. It, there, there's not much going on in terms of you know huge world shattering events. But yeah, uh, there was um, there was a bombing of Serbia in 1999. I was nine nine years old at the time. Wow. Um, Kind of scary time. Uh, it didn't last long. I think it was like three months. Right. Um, it was a scary time for a child. I mean, a bomb fell right next to my elementary school, so that's, that was kind of. Um, that's full on, man. Like, I mean, that that would rock people's world, and they wouldn't come back from that. Wow! Just fell into yeah. your, your standard corrupt politicians doing yeah. things yeah. that you know people who pay attention look at it like what are you guys doing <laughs> can you do something good for for, for once uh not much to tell in that um on, on that subject um right i'm still looking forward to moving somewhere i i think i'm a canadian at heart, uh, I have family in Canada, and I've there twice. And mm-hmm. ju- just everything about that country, it just feels like home. Mm-hmm. Uh, the people, the the, the environment. Um, it's a beautiful country. British Columbia yeah. is is stunning. Yeah. yeah. And I had the luck of seeing a couple of major cities in in Europe, uh, mm-hmm. like Rome or Barcelona, and those are beautiful cities. But it didn't feel like home. It felt like some. It felt they felt like places that I want to visit often. Mm-hmm. But Canada is just that's what I want. My little house and uh, little bunnies visiting my garden, which happens in Canada, it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. And um, that, that that's that's one of my current dreams that I'm working on. Uh, right. finding my way towards that country brilliant but we'll see hey man well yeah yeah i mean we'll see what the world does here in the next little while but i have no doubt that you can make that happen mm-hmm. um i i'd love to ask about your your work currently and and what you're working on and what kind of has run us through a typical day for anthony avon of what what you're working on what, what's your workflow like because i know you're a pretty busy guy you're you love to create. You're one of those, you know, classic creatives that you you don't seem to stop working. Uh, when we were talking yeah. the other day, I'm I'm actually kind of surprised that you're not drawing right now because when we were talking the other day, it's like as I was talking, you're just turning around, and you're just doing a little sketch here and the tablet. I'm like, are you working? Are you talking to me? No, I'm nervous. And I'm trying to 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 you know. You're trying to covertly draw on your tablet. You're looking yeah. at another monitor right now, aren't you? 
<laughs> I, I have stuff open here. Uh, right now, after five years of working all day, every day, no weekends off, uh, a, a few uh, times in the year where I do take time off, I'm really tired. And now I, I'm like, okay, I'm going to step back, do less work. I still have work. <laughs> I, I'm still painting, but I'm trying to, you know, pa pause the, the whole chaos of, of working every day. It gets hard. Uh, my last job for the last two weeks, I worked 15 hours a day every day. It killed me. But it was a dream job. It's something I'm very personally invested in. Mm -hmm. I this is one of the, the things that, that that job was so impossible to get. I, I didn't even know how to apply for that job. I didn't know where to go to get hired to do that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. And one day it just came to me. <laughs> I was offered the job and I talked to the company and uh, I knew they did some kind of work related to it. And I just mentioned it, mentioned it in the, in the interview. And I told them, Hey, I'm a huge fan of that. It's so great that you had the, the opportunity to work on it. And they were like, well, you can work on it now. <laughs> and I, I still cannot believe uh, that it happened, but awesome. it got me really tired. So now I'm taking a small break, but that break means day for two to three hours i'm doing master studies and the plan is to do 100 days of studies without taking a day off from that um last year i did 70 days of studies and the schedule was a wake up do a study and then continue with my regular work for the rest of the day i mostly work on private commissions i do have some flexibility with time and Mm -hmm. no deadlines that's the most wonderful thing about my work is that people who hire me don't want things to just be done and over with uh they want me to do my best work and i'm always happy to do my best work and sometimes that means doing two or three or four days of extra work just to get wow. every single detail right yeah and um that that really helped me uh, like i never had any real training to do art mm -hmm. no kind of education so mm -hmm. having people trust me and allow me to just uh, overcome that lack of skill mm -hmm. with just more work and effort mm -hmm. um if i left it at the current skill level most of the time that work not be as good but you know wh wh where i reach my limit this this is my current best work that's when i i'm like okay what can i do if i keep working on this what can i improve look up preferences for textures let's let let's do that rock texture a little bit better mm -hmm. those trees in the background I don't like, they work. You can sell the painting as it is. Let's try to do something a little bit different. It might work better. And it's um, 
a lot of my work was finished in that way. Uh, just trying to, to push myself even more, even more, even more. I can give you some examples uh, that were inspired by you. Oh, wow. <laughs> that, but that's, that's really incredible. And I do want to come back to the master studies because that's, you know, essentially, I mean, that, man, that got really got my attention. And then I, was, I wanted to ask you, you remember, and, and pick your brain about this. So I do want to talk about that here in this podcast. Um, but I, 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 I feel very cheeky in asking you this and, and apologies if you can't answer, but um, can, can I ask this dream job that you got that you're working on? Can you tell us who that was for? I'll just say, uh, look what's behind me. <laughs> it's uh, okay. it's so uh, you, half, you... Of my, half of my Lego collection. And uh, okay. Oh, there you go. That's He's all it. I'm going to say. <laughs> he, okay. He's dropped it. So, uh, so, uh, so I want, I, what I really want people to picture here is form in their minds this story down and out, you know, 11 years ago, a comment's made on Facebook tablet arrives in the mail in, in, in working tirelessly relentlessly at his craft he then turns around he gets a dream job doing uh imagery and, and a graphic for this company something that he's a massive fan of. just dude seriously that's mind-blowing to me and that is epic and and you ought to be congratulated because that there's nothing better than a story and, and, and especially when it's your life, that life story of going, no, I, I want this. I'm, I want to work at this. I want to be so I want to do something and I'm willing to give it whatever it takes. And, and that's where those opportunities lie at the end of that process of, of toil and fighting with it and getting good. And this is the other thing as well. I, I, I really want people to know that the amount of time that you spend clearly working on your craft and getting good at it. And now with these master studies of, of going, okay, what made the old masters great? What was it about them? So, so when I was looking, so on this Facebook page, that's associated with my Patreon um, and, and I want people to know as well, you're on Patreon too. So make sure they go yeah. and support. Uh, you there. Uh, can I advertise your Patreon real quick? Can, can you what, sorry? Just, for, just for advertise your Patreon. <laughs> Sure. <laughs> Go People for listening. <laughs> uh, Andrew's Patreon is the best Patreon on that site. Uh, like it, it's it's the best thing ever. <laughs> like if you ever had doubts, you know, uh, should I really give somebody a few dollars a month? Uh, yeah. Y- yeah, you should. To Andrew, start there. <laughs> give me money. <laughs> uh, start there. You'll have a great time. Your community, uh, uh, yeah. how much work you put in into yeah. doing those critiques and yeah. shout outs to other artists. Th- that's the other thing I didn't tell you uh, last time we spoke. Uh, I sent you a message uh, mm-hmm. on Patreon uh, to maybe get some kind of feedback uh, for a painting that I did that was directly inspired by your work. Right. And that that's you you were you said a lot of nice things and you asked if you can feature that work in your next video. And I'm like, wow, that's amazing. Hmm. And but so I expected that to happen, but mm-hmm. what I didn't expect was for you to actually check out the rest of my work and prominently feature it in your videos. Yeah. yeah. When I saw that happen. Mm. <laughs> I called my sister into the room. I was mm. 
I was crying. I was, I was like a little kid at Christmas. Like, yeah, that's that happened last year. Yeah, uh, and coupled together with some other um, artists who really mean a lot to me, Mm. I'm also noticing and commenting on my work. Mm. That kind of stuff. Look, uh, I I don't know if maybe through editing of this video, people already saw my work. Mm. I am still just uh you can say a beginner at this but that's Um, that's what people who are in the in the process of mastering but are well on the way say uh, about their work you'll never be done with this and you'll never be done learning but i gotta say man like just snapshot of where you're at right now i i was looking at it just going this is amazing stuff now i do want to talk about digital uh, you know uh, because what what i'm what I'm doing here with this podcast is we're going into some new territory. I'm, I'm bringing in traditional artists. I got Thomas Fluharty coming up here pretty soon uh, for a for a part two of our discussion, and and he's you know a traditional artist, illustrator, does a lot of stuff. But I, I'm starting now to reach out and talk with people like yourself, like my buddy Samuel Earp. Like last episode, we talked about cryptocurrency and NFTs, and and this is stuff where people might go. I thought this was an art podcast and a lot of people still haven't made the connection in their mind of going, well, digital art is, is art too. So I want to hear about your philosophy behind digital as, as an art form, because it absolutely is. It absolutely is. But um, I, I really want to drill down into that because you've got a lot to say about the art form. I know, but in terms of the opportunities that are available to us now, I, I, I got to tell you this as well, and I, I don't want this to turn into a mutual admiration society, but, but uh, basically, you know, Patreon has been, and just being online in general has opened up doorways for me where I get to do this. This is like my favorite thing to do, right? I was, I, I, you know, bullied in school, felt misunderstood, couldn't fit in, and even in university, spent a lot of years in my 20s, uh, just feeling awkward and lost and just yeah weird and yeah. and then I realized <laughs> yeah ju- then just realized oh hang on a second these aren't my people um i need to find you know my people they're out there somewhere and it wasn't until i started being really authentically me and, and just saying what i want to say and not really holding back just being me that that audience starts to show up and those people those genuine people and genuine friends start to show up as well and Patreon feels a lot like that. The Facebook page that's associated with it feels a lot like that. That my, I, I am my own worst enemy in terms of how busy I keep myself. I don't have time to get to everybody, but I'm looking at that Facebook page and I'm reading everybody, yeah. everybody's comments and reading everybody's messages and emails and stuff that comes through. Rachel's got more than a full-time job with a new baby as well, going through emails. So it's, it's, um, it's extraordinary the impact that this has had but the the I I get the the lion's share of the benefit from that because here I have an opportunity to talk to you and hear this this amazing story about your trajectory. Um, it's just so cool, man. It's just so cool. I can't I can't tell you. So no, huge honor. So we'll we'll stop it. We'll leave it there in terms of of the mutual admiration society. And I really want to hear about these master studies because this was such a good idea. Now I, I've said in my traditional art practice that you know. Um, mastery and, and and beautiful painting and and success, you know, in in that regard, leaves clues. 
And there is a consistency to the old master's work that is just amazingly awesome, consistently good stuff. And I wanted to know since the beginning, when I first started painting, what makes the old masters so good? There's something that they're doing and they're doing it habitually over and over again. What are those things? Okay, we, we've got drawing and we got color and we got all that stuff. And then we started talking about composition. So here, take us through this exercise of what it was like doing these master uh copies in digital and the types of paintings that you were choosing for that exercise. Yeah, I just want to say for the people who are maybe just now learning about digital art or mm -hmm. knew about it, but you know, didn't think about it that much. Uh, digital art, digital way of doing art is just a shortcut. Mm -hmm. uh, you have ways to you know, do, do something in a second that will traditionally takes, take you maybe an hour to do. Um, but it's just a shortcut. It's just a faster way of doing things. Everything else, it's, it has to be your color choices, your composition, um, your anatomy, your texturing. This, this, this is all you, you have to, there are, texture brushes that will give you amazing looking textures with just a click. But you still need to know how to apply it properly. And th th that's the main difference. Few shortcuts, every, every other principle of creating art is still there. Um, just one name that comes to mind, Seb McKinnon. Uh, he, his work is digital. There's no way you can tell that's digital work. Wow. It's 100% looking like it was painted on a canvas with a brush. Awesome. And I have more examples of the digital artists who also work traditionally. Hmm. Uh, it's really hard to tell them apart because they, they're so good at both. So, you know, me as a digital artist, I have to know everything that you need to know about art to create something that looks good, I maybe can do it faster in some ways. So why do I study the masters? Well, because they are the masters. Uh, I mean, uh, I was first, again, j just listening, you know, to comments and side suggestions. I was always uh, hesitant uh, adopting these strict compositional rules. Um, I, I don't know why I was so stubborn about it. Uh, I felt like I didn't want everything to be so obviously uh, composed um, where you can you see the work and you see that I have every single element pointing towards the, the focal point in a very obvious, very artificial way. And I just wanted to, especially because I like painting environments and environments are nature. Nature doesn't have those strict rules. And I wanted to make things look natural. Again, I was failing at it because I didn't go to this study or process of studying and you know learning from the people who actually did the work 
created these amazing paintings. Um, and now when I'm doing these studies, the first thing that I do is analyze the painting for its composition. I have some examples ready here. I have, have it on screen. Uh, for some reason that apparently works, a lot of these paintings were composed uh, based on the, the golden ratio. Mm. Uh, mm. When you look at the horizon line and certain sections of the painting, they all almost perfectly line up with some golden ratio measurement. Mm -hmm. And that's the first thing that I, that I look forward to. Uh, it's really fun discovering, you know, I have, um, have a layer with a golden spiral on it that I put an overlay on the, on the image. And it's always fun to actually see how things are so precisely lined up. Hmm. But when you look at the image, it looks completely natural. It looks completely, you know, as if you were there, yeah. nothing is being artificially uh, placed. Everything looks normal. But when you actually start, start measuring things, oh, wow, there's a lot of very precise uh, measurements and this decisions that made this image stand out and mm. the, the whole composition work. And my, I guess, number one advice on how to make your work better in a day, learn how to at least in, in basic terms, compose your image, maybe use the golden ratio and golden spiral as your first uh, compositional scheme. Just, just on that right, right there. So, so for people that might not be aware, um, you know, I've done a little bit of stuff on the golden ratio, but could you, could you explain what the golden ratio is? Well, just everybody, link to Andrew's video on that that that's uh, no no but I, I want to I want to hear it. I want to hear it here in this podcast because I I I you know we all have a, a way of applying it for sure I mean and there is it is a number it is a mathematical constant it's a it's a relationship between you know um something smaller something bigger by a particular number and it shows up everywhere in nature but but tell it tell us a little bit about it and what you found though when when you were looking at these paintings uh, can you maybe share a screen? Will that work? Um, uh, well, I, for I the audio, because this is going to be in two forms. So, so this is going out okay. as audio um, on on the major audio platforms, but it's going to be exclusively video just on Patreon. So the patrons on Patreon sure. will be able to see it if we share the screen. So why don't I go ahead and work out how to do that right now? And, I, and you're going to have to forgive me if you're listening to the audio version of this. You know, if you're going, well, I wish I could see what, what Anthony's talking about. Uh, and uh, here we go. There we go. So so uh, you're just going to have to sign up to Patreon um, and and get the get the video version of this. And I'll say for, uh, OK, I'm going to plug it. Here we go. Uh, for five bucks <laughs> a month, you can get exclusive access to critique videos, uh, past live stream videos. We're working on how to get those live streams back again. But you get exclusive time lapse. You get a few tutorials there. Um, did I say Q&A's? There's Q and A's, 
there's basic extended versions of whatever you see on on uh, YouTube. You'll find over on Patreon, but you also get exclusive access to that Facebook page, and that's worth it alone just to get access to that page and take part in the community there. And and again, five bucks a month. I mean, come on, you're not even going to go out and get tacos for five bucks a month. So take your art education even further in 2022 and sign up to Patreon. And while you're at it, go and give. Anthony Avon, a follow on Patreon. I think you'd be really inspired by what you see there. Okay, plug done. Go for it. Share screen. Uh, sharing screen. There, there we go. Excellent. Uh, can you see it? Okay. I can. Epic. So uh, we're looking it, at an Albert Bierstein painting. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think that's uh, uh, that's the best example. Uh, looking at this image looks perfectly natural, almost like he sat there, painted the landscape, and just as it is, he did no further changes to it, but he Absolutely. did. Uh, check this first example. I, I think my theory is that uh, these artists, uh, and this is not just about Bish, that uh, a lot of other artists uh, that I study uh, do the same thing. I think they used no less than two golden spirals to compose an image. Mm -hmm. I have visual proof for that. Let's I still do it. don't know. <laughs> okay. But here's, here's the first composition. So first the, you'll notice- There it is. There it is. Yeah. It's undeniable. Oh my yeah. goodness. Wow. Okay, so the, explain the, explain what we're seeing here, Anthony. Could you make that beer stop painting a little bit bigger on the screen? Could you, uh, uh, could you drag yes. that out a little bit? And- yes. um, I, I, can, I can full screen it. Perfect, perfect. Let's zoom in on that sucker. And uh, oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, so first thing that you'll notice <laughs> is the horizon line uh, perfectly matches uh, yes. this golden spiral within a golden spiral. That's so correct. Yep. The, the, the basic uh, golden ratio to separate the, the ground from the sky on this painting would be this line, actually, like this. Right. But he decided to put the, the horizon a little bit lower, but he didn't do it randomly. No. It aligns perfectly with the second division uh, yes. yeah. of, the, of the lower section. Um, right. What else? Uh, then in in Birsa's paintings uh, specifically, you can see that the, the golden spiral always kind of um, is supported by, for example, here with these rocks, these random right. rocks on the ground kind of outline where this line is going. They, they do. You can see that the arc of that spiral sweeps up through the foreground of the composition. Up. So I'll just explain again. Look, if you're just listening to this podcast, we're looking at a painting of a canyon. This looks like Yosemite here. Beautiful open canyon scene. And so he's divided, Albert Bierstadt has divided up the painting here via the golden section, which is a ratio that states one is to 1.618. We find it all over nature. And there, there's actually an interesting tie in here between the subject and that number, why these artists uh, chose this number, but it's undeniable. As soon as Anthony put the overlay of two spirals, one inverted upon another, and, and the spiral, it's almost like a Mandelbrot set. It is infinite. It keeps going. It doesn't end. You can zoom all the way in on it. You can zoom all the way out. It keeps going. 
but you divide up the the page in terms of this and i'm going to be making a video um and it's going out hopefully tomorrow on patreon all about composition and i might even include a snippet of this um on the golden section and using golden spirals but this is just i i've never seen it I, I assumed that he was using it. I did some basic measurements, but I've never seen it like this. And it's just blatant. It's everywhere in this painting, yeah. Anthony. It's incredible. Yeah. Oh, but let's see if I can uh, I can turn on the other set. This is an inverted set of the golden spiral. Let's have a look. Oh, come still, on. Still, <laughs> you have the... So is he, is he using four? <laughs> <laughs> is he using uh, I mean look uh, at the corner of that precipice look at the corner on the precipice yeah. right there it it just and even the shape of the scoop taken out of the plateau on top of that cliff it follows a golden yeah. section it's right yeah. there I was uh, viciously attacked online when I suggested this I, I posted an, a, a, a visual example of four golden spirals uh, uh, the comments that I got uh go on, go on. Were, were, were the meanest i ever heard uh, Why? <laughs> uh i was sent back to school i was uh chased off the internet that day uh i don't know what <laughs> what i'm seeing here is visual undeniable proof that there's deliberate composing yeah. of elements that almost perfectly lines there, there you know some trees are not exactly on this line sure uh but the major big important sections yeah obviously yeah. are mm -hmm. and it's hard to bo both of these well let's put on all four golden spirals yeah yeah uh still this um and so now for, for people listening, so so now on this one painting, do you have the title of this painting, Anthony, so people can look up the painting at least? Uh, 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 I, it's I by Bierstadt, and it. I'm pretty sure it's Yosemite. But uh, I'll, I'll just explain now for the people listening that he's now taken four golden spirals, put it up to this painting, and again, the, the adherence to this golden section is just uncanny. And, and it's beautiful. And, and so when you look at it without this overlay, it, it does appear to be balanced. And, you know, I think, um, look at the detail in that painting. Dude, where did you get such a detailed uh, uh, there, 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 there are some good, uh, good high-resolution paintings. Of I'm struggling nice. to find uh, good high-quality versions of a lot of work that I study. I sometimes mm -hmm. have to work from the low res images but look, look at this figure how it's perfectly placed here there you go i mean it, it, mm. it, maybe not uh maybe i'm stretching a little bit but, but still uh it's placed to align with this major uh separation oh man no um, i don't know if it lines up it lines up you know it, it, it lines, lines up <laughs> it lines up so uh, th th this is the first thing that I'm looking um, looking for when I'm studying the image, yeah. and I look through a lot of work that can be considered, you know, people just starting out, hmm. and a lot of it I really like. They're, they're I, I don't like to use the word amateur because art skill is a spectrum that 
you know, keeps going and going mm -hmm. uh, until you decide that you do, don't, don't want to improve anymore. But people starting out and their, their rendering, their color choices, very interesting, very ambitious, very nice. But if they just set the horizon line in a, in, in a pleasing way, mm -hmm. uh, put a focal point uh, somewhere, either at the end of a golden spiral Right. Or, or on one of these four um, intersections uh, that, that would be a rule of thirds compos composition. Um, More or less, rule of thirds are five eights. Um, but it's, you it's immediately yeah. improve how you work because I've seen work Absolutely. that's beautifully painted. Mm. The, 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 I would change nothing in it except mm -hmm. that the focal point is all the way down at the bottom right corner it was the weirdest thing i'm like no just move it slightly towards one yeah, of these right um points can, can you that... can you show us another example of this anthony in uh, another yeah. painting let's let's have a look at another one and and because uh, i yeah i can't get enough of this one more let's go yeah simpler one but is this still uh, here this is andreas achenbach isn't it uh, um, who have we got maybe. here? Uh, I have it on my Patreon. Uh, I, I try to post now with uh, names of the, the original artists mm -hmm. because I'm very bad with names. I have four gigabytes of references saved, so I tend to, you know. <laughs> wow, um, dude. Oh, this is epic. So this, this is a painting here for the people listening, a beautiful mountain scene of you taken from a kind of a rocky outcrop looking out over a mountainous valley. And it's kind of like the last rays of the day where they're just striking this mountain and it's exploding with this pink and orange color, but typical old master style, really rich, dark tones in that foreground balanced out with some lighter tones in the background. And now here, Anthony has overlaid the golden spiral once again. And I got to say, Bam, there it is. There it yeah. is. It's right there. Look at the trees. Look at the trees in the foreground lining up the line of the yeah. mountains, the main structural line that those mountains hinge off. The line, I, I'm going to shut up. This is this is epic, bro. Yeah, there it is. It, it's right there. <laughs> it's right there. Uh, for, oh, oh, this is one of my favorites. Back to um, here we have oh, it keeps the, going. the horizon line, <laughs> uh, the focal point. Yeah, 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 yeah. So another um, beer stop painting is just put a, this is a beautiful, probably one of my favorite beer stop paintings of all time. Yeah. Uh, this is a view. It's so fantastic. Uh, a view looking into this valley, epic light, epic mountains, the weather in the background, just unbelievable deer yeah. coming down into the water in the foreground, some, some fowl there in the foreground as well. And and look at that. Even the even down to the rocks and the water, the horizon, the waterfalls. Look, look, look how that rock clearly uh, starts uh, sending the, the, the spiral in that direction. Clearly, clearly the, the opposite. It's undeniable. It, it's, How could? Why yeah. would you give you? Why why give you hate? Because it's like, oh, Anthony, go back to art school, bro. There, there's uh, so I, many I, art. I, <laughs> I don't know. Can we, I can we come up with a, the let's come up with a new term for these people are they what, what do they call them art bros uh, maybe uh, I don't know. look uh, I cannot prove this I, I don't yeah I mean obviously that uh, 
certain things were measured to line up with the golden ratio measurements. Yes. Uh, did they work with four or one or two or three golden spirals? Yeah. Uh, how far did that go? Maybe it's an accident because I'll tell you what, uh, last year I did 70 days of um, master studies. All right. Uh, when I started just doing my own personal work, uh, mm -hmm. certain things just started aligning. Wow. I, I started to just intuitively placing certain elements. And then when I go into track my composition, things start to line up. It might be a coincidence, but still it's a coincidence based on the fact that this is the method that was used. Epic. So yeah. Yeah. keeping all, all these rules in mind, mm. that, that, that's why th this is so perfectly balanced. And this is one of the most beautiful paintings that, that kind of shows this rule. It's, uh, it's one of the finest made. paintings I've ever seen. You know, I've not, I've not seen the original, but it's just, it's uh, Bierstadt is an undeniable master. He's, he's, he's got tone and atmosphere and light. And even though he, he kind of took that landscape and pushed it to the nth degree. And, and it's so, it's almost, you know, on verging on the fantasy and the fantastical, but this is just epic. Bro, let, come back to me. Let's, um, let's cut the screen share there and we'll keep talking about this. But I, I really hope that people have a chance to see the visual. Um, so again, you'll find that on my Patreon page. Just search Andrew Tischler Artist. While you're there, go ahead and give Anthony Avon a follow too on Patreon. So this challenge, um, of doing a hundred days of master studies of finding the old master paintings and then just copying them. What, what's your, what day are you on now and how's your consistency been so far? Uh, I'm on day 13. And wow. so far it's been going well um, every day, every day. Yeah. Every day. Fantastic. Um, it might be a challenge at a certain point. I don't know last year I made it 70 days and Back then, I was doing my regular work and those studies. Uh, last year, I kind of, uh, I'm still struggling with these studies. These studies are not that easy to do. It's so sometimes it gets really hard to read the color that, that was in the original because uh, every color is kind of changed by the color that it's next to. Uh, uh, certain warmer colors make the other color colder, even though, for example, uh, I, uh, I mentioned that in our first conversation, uh, it's so sometimes you see a color and it looks really blue and you go into your color picker and you start painting with blue and it's not that, it's not that color. It's actually desaturated red. It's almost gray wow. with a touch of red. Yeah. And that, that, that's something that's a little bit hard to get used to. Mm. Uh, I'm intentionally picking very complex painting. I'm not working on, I'm trying to, you know, first go through the best examples, the, the, the paintings that I like the most. So they take a little bit of time. And, um, but, but I'm, I think I'll, I'll make it through all the hundred days. Um, ah, I, I think, I, I think nice. I will because, um, uh, I, I like finishing projects. I, I like that I set this as a challenge that I'm posting every day online and that keeps me keep, keeps me going and, and 
I really want to do it. I really want to make it and uh, hope the results will, will be what I expect them to be. Awesome. Awesome, man. Yeah, because I there's something about setting a challenge, isn't it? You, you know, you you kind of you 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 have this thing in mind. It's epic. It's lofty. It's ambitious. And then the process of of going through all those challenges that come up. By the time you put that challenge down, in terms of finishing the task, you're different than when you started. And that's the thing that I like about it most is the personal growth that happens as you, you engage and, and, and go for something that's difficult, you know? Um, I, I've often said in the podcast that, you know, this is kind of why I like uh, physical exercise and I've got to get back into it because now that I'm a father, I'm working on that dad bod and I like it so much. So I got to get back to lifting weights and doing that sort of thing. But there's all sorts of tie-ins in terms of, you know, challenging yourself to do something, not being an idiot about it, but challenging yourself to do something and, and whether it's art related or just in everyday life, it's like, hey, I did that. And now I know something new. Now I've learned something new. It almost seems obvious, but it's, it's, it's incredible to me how few people are actually doing that. A lot of people are just spinning their tires, just getting by to get by. And I think if there's one thing I really want to do on this podcast um, in, in, in every episode is, is, you know, leave you listening with something that you can engage on right now. Um, and so why not take up a challenge like this? Uh, for me, Sketch Endeavor was a huge challenge. And you're inspiring yeah. me right now to go, I, I, I haven't done an episode of Sketch Endeavor for like over a year. <laughs> I haven't. And people are like, hey, Andrew, how's the 10,000 hours going? I'm like, shut up. Oh, I, yeah. I, it, it's not, <laughs> you know, I moved. All right. I had a kid. So and- those 10,000 hours are hard to fill in. But like if <sighs> I spend like three hours... Yeah. per study and yeah. uh, sometimes spend less that's only like what 300 hours yeah, for this ten, whole challenge it's 10 that, years that's, <laughs> 10 years to get your 10,000 you, you really you really have to put in a lot of work and yeah, I, I guess what i should do here is give a voice to people who are struggling with art okay. uh, mm. i'm i'm i have i think amazing stories to tell about what happened to me on my art journey but it's important to note that i'm still just a very very small fish in a very huge ocean and i am struggling with every painting with every study it's hard Mm. this is not to do but that's why i'm doing it you strike Uh, me as a kind of guy that doesn't suffer from artist block do you do you ever get artist block um no no uh because like if my interests have like 10 10 slots eight are filled with art i'm either working or cannot wait to start working on something else then i have personal ideas something that i want to do I love working on studies. These are so fun. So I have that in my pocket. Um, My projects tend to be really diverse. So um, it's always fun to work on. So every year at the end of the year, I kind of burn out. Uh, I get really tired and I take some time off. And sometimes it's like 
two, three weeks, maybe even a whole month where I just want to spend time on other things. But well, then you just, what, just... What on earth would somebody like you, you know, a creative genius here, what, what on earth would somebody like you do with time off? You, you'd see, I, I sit there and I, I go insane. Yeah. If somebody like, it, it's, I, I don't do it. I don't do time off. I don't know how. Yeah. Well, well, all of my time off activities are creative. Uh, Lego is that's it. really yeah, creative. Yeah. Uh, I, I like when I'm putting together sets, I'm always changing them slightly. Mm -hmm. uh, I have a lot of my own personal builds. Uh, so, so that's really creative. And I'm a drummer. So a few times a year, I take uh, you know a few weeks to just go in all on, on music. Uh, music is really just a hobby for me, but still you know, accomplished a few things with it. Mm -hmm. And so, so every time that, that I step away from art, it's something to do with being creative, with, you know, creating something new, something better. Awesome. Uh, I guess that's how I work. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a tough one because when you're go, go, go constantly, it's, it's hard to, to find that uh, that balance, and, and this is something that I, I was just asked actually just the other day uh, for the upcoming Q and A video on Patreon. People are sending me their questions now, and I'm like, yeah, somebody was saying, "No, oh, yeah, how do you achieve that work life balance?" I'm like, "What is that? <laughs> what what uh, is that? I don't uh -oh. know. I, I think balance looks different for everybody, but um, I, I I do get burned out. It's not that I don't, uh, but yeah. it's I I." For me, uh, my reset button happens. It happens very, very quickly. Uh, and I, I can find it just by jumping in the ocean right there or getting in a kayak and getting out on the water with the dog, you know, and um, or, or spending, of course, spending time with my wife and son. We have this thing now, which is really nice. Is on a, on a really nice day, we'll just walk around the garden in the middle of the day. And, and I'll just take a break, go, okay, well, garden, family time, let's go and see what kind of fruit uh, we can huge, pick. A huge shout out to my mom and sister, because mm. for, you know, how many years, uh, they have allowed me, they've picked up some of my responsibilities in the house so that I can spend all this time That's epic, to, 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 to work and study or just do a lot of extra work on every one of my paintings. Hmm. Uh, that's kind of impossible for people who have to just do everything by themselves. So yeah. I really yeah. appreciate that my family hmm. makes it possible for me to, to put in all this extra effort. Yeah. Uh, life work balance, I really don't know what that is because uh, I, I know that for now, I just have to keep going, keep working, keep posting. Um, at the time that I got that dream job, I'm pretty certain that I got it because it, a month before, I was going crazy with productivity. I was, I, I don't know how many paintings I produced just that month. Work, uh, personal stuff, I just kept working, kept hosting. And I'm pretty certain that it was that work that got me noticed. Uh, the art director who saw me probably came across one of those recent posts because it's very competitive out there. Um, there's a lot of high quality art. It's hard to you know, 
start trending on, on these platforms and yeah th that high high production rate kind of helped me out and i know now that yeah i have to keep that up because still if i want to be discovered by more and more of these art directors who could hire me um you know i'm sending out portfolios for another dream job and i know that thousands of artists are, are sending their portfolios as well mm -hmm. so i have to keep coming up with new work to show them uh keep making it better mm -hmm. and it, it's it's a constant struggle hopefully there will come a time where there is uh, where it's my choice to spend eight hours a day working and then have it be my decision to do a study do a personal painting it will always be i, I will always like to spend more than 12 hours a day at the tablet painting uh sometimes it wasn't a choice i had had to put in all those hours mm -hmm. if i wanted quality look uh on that last job i worked 15 hours a day i didn't have to really i could have just sent said you know something that would be approved as that works i didn't want to create something that works i wanted something that's really high quality my best work and sometimes oh, that just yeah. takes uh instead of eight hours a day 15 hours a day i knew that deadline yeah. cannot be changed yeah. so yeah the only choice was mm. work weekends work mm. extra hours and now i know that i really did everything i could to make my art as best as possible and wow. that's that's the only way i can work i really have a hard time leaving loose brush strokes i really hate loose brush strokes uh, they, they look better traditionally that's something that i wish i could have while painting digitally mm -hmm. uh being loose with digital brushes looks kind of ugly to me i don't like it okay. uh but traditionally the, the way that paint you know merges with, with other colors and mm -hmm. the, the way the brush strokes look there's, there's... I, I like when it's loose in traditional work digitally right. i i just have to fix every pixel otherwise i lose sleep the, the, i don't know how many times i sent a finished painting the client was super happy excited about it money was paid but i i noticed just a slight mistake somewhere and i'm like sorry i have to i have to fix that resend the files oh, and wow. um, it, it's stuff that nobody would ever notice but i notice it i know that it will bother me yeah. later and I'm like, it has to be fixed and, because... and this is this is the integrity right this is this is this is where the integrity is because i mean look you're not just phoning it in you are working really hard to do your best with with yeah. the work and that's super inspiring man because it's it, i don't think it's that common these days i don't think it's that common that that you know it's like oh sweet well i've got the gig and i did a painting and close enough's good enough but you you don't want to just sell that one painting that one digital you know 
artwork. You don't want to just do that once. You want to get employed and, and have that happen again and again and again. And the thing that you're going to be remembered for is not necessarily, yeah, okay, maybe there is a deadline sometimes, but it's not necessarily how fast you paint. It's how good you paint. It's it's the quality and quality takes time. And um, that's what I, it's super inspiring, man. I, I, it, it, to me, it's something that's almost like what I would consider one of those fundamentals within my art business. But it's so nice to have a refresher of that and go back and just go, oh, yeah, you know, I need to go back to the basics myself and just focus on, hey, improve your quality, keep focusing on that quality and keep getting better and better and better. Just focus there and put in the time. So if something, if there is a brush stroke out of place or the composition isn't quite right, stop, fix it. I love that. And that's why your work has influenced me so much because when I discovered your, your art, I could clearly see that you are going all the way with it. You're not leaving anything you know, at home. You're putting it all on canvas. I'm you're trying to. You're pushing yourself. Yeah. And, and there are a lot of artists that, that I like. I, I, they do good work, but I feel like they needed to spend just a day more. Maybe for some reason they don't have that day available, but if they did, hmm. their artwork would reach the next level yeah, man. And uh, I, I, I see a lot of value in that. That that inspires me. Uh, that that inspires me with uh, these masters that I'm studying because I see that they really uh, went all in. Uh, especially when you can look through these high quality images, mm-hmm. there there is no like, like yeah yeah sure you need to put most focus on your focal point. That's where the most contrast needs to be. Most details have that really draw your attention. But that doesn't mean that they're left like, like a corner of the painting unfinished or, or just very loose. It's still, the detail is there. The work is there and it shows. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, I, I, maybe sometimes it doesn't have to do with the attitude of the artist. I know that if I, I'm constantly uh working 15 hours a day and it's really like all in it's not just not possible Mm -hmm. uh when you have a that i can keep it up but if there's a deadline i sometimes i will have to leave a loose brush stroke that's Mm -hmm. sometimes there's kind of work in uh concept art um just digital art in general where you do have those limitations where you're not even expected to do your best work. But when we're talking about illustration and just for for my work, work for clients, those clients, I I cannot stop being blown away by the fact that some people were with me for many years at this point who found me where my work wasn't as good, but they trusted me even back then to to pay me money, to make art for them, make this life possible for me. Out of the gratitude for them being so supportive and kind towards me, all I can do is do my best work. I I cannot live with myself if I'm like, oh, well, 
this is just one job, let's keep it going. No, if I have to, you know, do, do everything I can to, even if it's if it just a pixel size mistake, if I see that mistake, fix it. And yeah. Uh, yeah. Epic. I think awesome. that attitude uh, kept a lot of people, all, all of my clients are on, on, a, on a Discord with me and they still follow my work and comment on it. And a lot of them are returning clients. That's and awesome. I yeah. cannot get over the fact how amazing they are for doing that for me. And it, it's my it's my duty to, to kind of I have to make it for them. They invested in my future. They trusted me when I wasn't as good, and I owe it to them that, that you know ten years from now they can say, "Oh, Anthony Avon, yeah, I commissioned him ten years ago." It's like uh, I know that. I hope hoped to be a little bit more famous in the future. And I would like all my best clients to be really happy about the facts that they supported me. You know, because art, you know, it's not something, it's the the first thing that will go if you, you know, are in a in a minor car accident, you you know, bent your car, you're gonna fix that before you pay somebody to paint you a, a nice looking mountain. Yeah. Yeah, but it's a luxury, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I, I I want I want people to hear though, right right now, like the 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 reverence, the love that you have for your clients, the respect that you have for them, you know, your willingness to just show up and do the best for them, and the gratitude that's coming through right now for the people that support what you do, and when you couple that with your you know your steadfastness, your focus on on the quality uh, i i don't see how this can't lead to someplace absolutely wonderful this is this is so exciting to just get a snapshot here into your journey i'd love to hear now like what what is next for you what are some of those things that you're working on maybe a dream project that's far off in the future uh what, what what's next for you what do you is there any big long form kind of digital work that you're wanting to work on well, sure. Uh, there's a uh, the, the the dream job uh, is illustrating for the game called Magic: The Gathering. Mm -hmm. uh, if you want to uh, find out what's the current best work being produced by artists around the world, it's Magic: The Gathering. Uh, wow. From traditional to digital to people who do both, that's the the highest quality work. Wow. And uh, I'm I'm working towards that. I don't even know if it's possible because you know that there are a few realities of the job is that there there's a limited amount of artists they can hire uh, based on their needs. So you know maybe there will always be X amount of artists who are better than me, and I will never make it, even though my quality would be there. Uh, it would just you know, not be available. Maybe that will happen. Maybe I'll get the job sometimes. Uh, I'll, I'm working my hardest towards that quality. Hope I get it. Uh, the other thing that I'm working on is a full-time job uh, as an illustrator or a concept artist for a company somewhere in the world, hopefully Canada, 
so I can move there, um, start my life. Uh, there, there are certain aspects of my life that are completely on hold or maybe ended ba based on where my future um, will be. Um, so the, 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 those big life plans, like mm -hmm. planning for, I, I don't believe I'll ever be able to own a home in this country. Right. Uh, I'd love to one day. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm I'm very modest with my expectations of what that you know has to be, but um, here it feels almost impossible. Okay. Uh, so one thing that I need to start uh, working on besides these studies is learning 3D art. That's maybe something that you can look into. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 3D art can help you you know establish especially for me where my job will probably be designing environments that include a lot of architecture mm -hmm. um that's something that's kind of hard to do just freehand mm -hmm. uh 3d helps you establish uh you know very complex shapes really fast so you can you know you can rotate it, you can set the lighting mm -hmm. uh, and then finish it in, in 2D. That's something that I need to learn as soon as possible because I'm really behind a lot of artists working today. So uh, there's a lot to do. Yeah, man, uh, there's too much to do. And it's it's interesting, though, that, you know, you throw in another skill there like 3D. You know, it's almost like you're going through accumulating skills and that and each one of those could be actionable in a certain way and, and, and desirable for some sort of company to go, hey, can, we need someone that could do that. So I could do that. Oh, I could do that too. You know, uh, I think the more the more skills that you have, the more marketable you are in, 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 the, in the job sphere in terms of something creative, it all helps. Um, I, I am just, yeah, totally inspired. You're, you're kind of the guy that is, that is out there doing it all in this way and it's just really really cool to just as i said before get a snapshot into your journey where you are i i, I would love to hear you know we we have a lot of young up-and-comings uh listening to this a lot of young creatives um maybe people that are that are a bit older uh, in their life and in their journey but they're just stepping out on that creative journey for the first time What's something that you could offer and that you would you would like to impart to those people that are it, it maybe even those people that are feeling a little bit stuck right now within their creative journey, just something that they they can um, maybe do differently, think about a little bit differently, or some advice that you would offer to them of maybe something that you would have liked to have done different. Uh, I would say to everyone that it's definitely possible for them to make it because just knowing how much I struggled and I kept improving in terms of the of my work. If I made it to have this conversation, <laughs> that means it's possible. Um, things that I would do differently, um, well, studying. Uh, when I started just painting digitally, I still didn't know there was a future possible. It, it became a possibility, but still without a clear vision of how that's going to manifest. Um, 
then when I got the job, it was all about keeping that job, succeeding in that job without actual training. Actually, uh, a little side story there. When I started my first job, I was so inspired. I met these two artists that inspired me. Like when I saw their work, I just wanted to paint like they do. Uh, the way they stylized everything was so amazing. It appealed so much to me. So just, just the sheer inspiration of knowing them helped me uh, create better work. Uh, but then as things got harder work, uh, I went into a kind of a very depressing and, and kind of, I started hating my art. I started uh, really creating, when I started out, all those paintings, I would still gladly show people as an example. Look where I started out, look, you can see where I put in the effort, where the quality was, but then it just went downhill because the pressures of my job really um, create a mental block where I just couldn't uh, produce anything that, that, that's good. I struggled with my brushwork, with, with just ideas. And it really had to do with the, the side influences. It wasn't me, it was the pressures of the job. It was that struggle. But that's where I actually started doing my first studies, trying to uh, improve, trying to learn. Um, I, I wouldn't, if I could change things in my past, I would skip doing like personal projects because as much as, I still have those ideas for those personal projects. Uh, but at the time, I still didn't have the skill and it wasn't uh, the best decision at the time to spend time on those while I'm still struggling to create good work, while I still didn't learn enough lessons. Uh, I think focusing on studying art is really valuable to get you going to 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 for you to gain a new perspective gain new ideas uh if you're struggling or starting out uh th that means you need a, a new influence of something positive uh new lessons to learn new new influences that, that will push you into a certain direction um at the in my early days, I didn't know how to do a study. I didn't know how valuable those are because nobody told me. And I had to discover everything on my own. But people who are listening to this already kind of want to learn about art. So, so they're in, a, in a, the perfect place to start uh, researching whatever they want to do. That's right. Somebody's probably already working on it and try to just keep learning. Um, right now for me, it's all about trying to, to spend as much time as possible studying so that my work keeps getting better and better in ways that I still feel like, you know, it, 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 I mean, there's a lot that I can improve upon naturally. So uh, I want that done as soon as possible. And the only way to do it is to really put in the hours and just study as much as i can um that's epic. what else I could, is mm. it's it's maybe uh 
it's hard to give these general uh no it's good it's good because i'm inspired uh, a, a lot of people are in very different situations sure. and need specific uh advice um if your work doesn't look uh good to you right now and you want to improve it and you want to improve it fast study composition that that's uh advice that i would give to hundreds of artists that, that i come across mm -hmm. online study composition that will immediately improve your work mm -hmm. because other stuff like brushwork i'm i'm still learning it's a it's a constant process of learning how to just be comfortable with your brushes so don't worry that takes, takes time uh so the more you paint the better you'll get at it but don't worry that's hard uh, use of colors that's really hard you can improve by doing studies but don't worry that takes time uh, values values are kind of easier you're just working in grayscale if you're working digitally that's very easy to do maybe study uh, values because if you do good values oh my god your work will just mm. really 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 improve uh, but day one, uh, just one day improvement to work composition, composition, composition. <laughs> and, awesome. um, honestly, like I, I'm just, I'm just as much a student as, as the next person. I'm just as much of, you know, I'm on this journey too. Listen, dude, I mean, people, you wouldn't have known me like, uh, five or six years ago. I was, I was doing nothing. I've just, you know, a bit like you, I've just been working really hard at this thing. And um, I can't take responsibility for any of it. I feel like all of this was given to me. So I'm super pumped and super grateful to be here. Like it's all to me, it's all a blessing. It's not. Uh, and, and we share that emotion. Like, yeah. You now knowing how incredible and how, how easily this all could just not exist. Yeah. Yeah, you know, yeah. I, I think you now know why I'm living with this constant feeling of gratitude towards everything that I have, mm. and uh, with, with this life goal of maybe one day I will be able to give an opportunity to somebody that I see is ambitious but not able to pursue that. This podcast, and, I, I I really hope that this podcast will do that. Um, that, you know, just a kind word, just a bit of encouragement, just a little something like you have no idea the impact that that's going to have on somebody. And I'll just say, um, Jess Anderson, I don't know if you ever caught that episode of Jess Anderson, the guy that teaches art in prison. And he actually was, was it's, it's well worth listening to that episode because he's just such an inspiring dude. After our show, people got in touch with him um, just reaching out to him saying, you know, what a big heart he had and what a cool guy. And, and people started reaching out to him who were going through challenges and struggles. He reached, he writes them letters he calls them, he Skypes them. And then he does it continually checking in on them. Totally. The impact that somebody's message has just hearing it from a total stranger. I mean, you know, right here, you're sitting here right now because some stranger, paid attention to that one thing so by you putting this out there i mean we're all just a stone on a pond when you drop it in those ripples go out you have no idea how far those ripples are traveling buddy like honestly yeah. um so bless you bless you man thank you for being here yeah. with me
Uh, that, that, that's why I think that, that people have so much power to, to influence other people positively. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, it, it's incredible how much people who, are, who, who rise up have the power to lift other people with, with a very small gesture. Mm-hmm. And knowing that and I constantly keep that in mind that if I keep going with this, I might be famous. I might be one of those people who has tens of thousands of people who follow me. That'll be awesome. I hope I earn it. But I never want to forget what it's like to be just a normal person Sometimes it feels scary to write to some of these people because they are in high positions. They command a lot of power and attention. And I feel like, oh, how can I even write a message to this person? Mm. I, I, uh, there's something, if you still have time for just a small story. Of, of course. Um, it was, I think it was 2016. I think I just left. Yeah, I just left uh, my job. It was my first landscape commission. Somebody commissioned me for just a mountain. And I was so happy that, wow, I just get to paint the landscape and make money. And I made a lot of sketches. Um, and I posted those sketches on a Facebook group where people post art for critiques and stuff like that. And a random person um, asked me to see those sketches uh, in higher resolution. I posted, a, it was really small thumbnails. I'm like, sure, buddy. Wow, somebody wants to see more of my work. How amazing. I send that to him. We start talking. He tells me that... I am one of the only one out of maybe 10 artists he asked for that who actually wanted to give him uh, full resolution sketches. I was the only one. We became friends. He introduced me to a platform where I got 99% of my work for the next few years. That's where I met my other best friend now who is in England, he's been following and supporting my work since that was probably 2017. He changed my life, made me, uh, again, gave me the opportunity to find all those people and clients and supporters just because I gave him high-resolution sketches. And he told me that I was the only one he started doing studies. He studies, oh my God. You can see in his work how much he, he was still, I think still has a little bit of trouble with brushwork, but you can definitely see that he spent time studying masters, portraits. His paintings are so good. And you can see the influence. You can see what he studied so good we're still friends to this day he's in america we never actually met we spoke online but but just i was it was not a single thought 
was given on my side whether or not I should give him those catches. Like, why would I? Then I found out I'm the only one who wanted to do that. That's amazing. And because I did that, I discovered a whole new world of work and friends. Yeah. And yeah. stuff like that makes me always want to give as much as possible to, mm. to just interact with people, to reply to every comment I get on social media. That's to, amazing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, my, my professional portfolio is an art station. Every time I get a follow, I click on that person, I look through their work, I give them a follow back because if they gave me attention and wanted to support me, mm -hmm. I want to be there when they start creating their you know, best work, when they reach the point in their journey where their work is amazing. I want to be one of their earliest followers if it so happens that I was just followed by somebody who's just starting out. Oh, that's amazing. Uh, there, were, yeah. there, there were people who I gave honest critiques that they were doing something that is kind of um, frowned upon. They were copying somebody's work too closely they, and presented it as their own stuff. But I told them, hey, that's okay. You're doing a study. Just say it's a study, credit the artist. And what you're doing now is the best possible way to get better. Uh -huh. And that guy was so uh, open to that. He didn't take it as like an attack. He really respected what I had to say, kept doing studies, kept copying other artists, but crediting him and yeah. say, yeah. This, I'm studying from them. Yeah. He's now so good. Awesome. He's it's like, he inspires me every time. And I'm like, That's you awesome. can do these little things, these little acts of kindness and just interacting with people who care about you and amazing things can happen. And mm. I'm just trying to keep that going as much as I can. And uh, it's you, yeah. you, you, you always go the extra mile. And look what happens when you just do something and just go the extra mile or just do that thing. So to you, it's interesting you say that. It's like to you, it's a no-brainer. It's like, why wouldn't I do this thing? Yeah. You do it. And it's and not going the, extra it, mile. It's really not th yeah. that specifically thing. That's yeah. not going extra mile. That's okay. just being very kind and thankful that somebody wanted yeah. to yeah. see more of me. I'm like, yeah. sure, of course. If I can offer some kind of and look where we are now i'm super happy i'm i hope he is too <laughs> awesome man it's hard that's awesome that's great man super inspiring awesome man Ah, oh, anthony i i've i've so enjoyed this conversation um i will let people know uh, and I've already let them know up front, but uh, I'll let them know again at the end of this podcast where they can find you and where they can follow you online. 
but I just want to say it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you and a, and a huge honor to talk to you, actually, to be honest. I, I just I love your work, man. And I'm going to continue to follow now with interest. And I know we're going to keep talking as well. Um, but I just want to thank you so much for being on this episode of The Creative Endeavor. Thank you, Andrew. And uh, that's something that uh, I started saying before. People like you who have the amount of success that you do and uh, the influence, if more people are like me in that way, one comment from you, one like on Instagram or Twitter or wherever is enough to, you know, push the artist forward for the next six months. I'm still processing the fact that, you know, last year, one of my favorite artists started a conversation with me, me a lot of nice compliments. And I never thought he would ever even see my work. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the people who, whose work I know from the day, from when I was like six or seven years old, one of those guys commented on my work on Twitter, and I'm still being fueled by the positive energy of that. That's awesome. The man. fact that That's you awesome. gave me the time to talk about my work, even though I'm just so not special in this work. Thank you for liking what I do. Uh, but you are, man. But and, and listen, uh, just that that composition talk alone, it's like, I don't think you know, there was a, there was a piece there that was missing from, from me. Uh, and, and I'm going to put a little snippet of our previous conversation and this one in that composition video. Um, and, and it's just, th this is what I love to do. This is what I live for, man, is just talking back and forth on art. But uh, listen, man, it's it's been super cool. I just so appreciate it. Thank you, Andrew. Uh, knowing that you're following my work uh, will definitely help me finish this challenge. Next year, it's going to be 200 days of studies. Oh, wow. Year after that, we're going with one study every day. Every single day. It's going to time. be amazing. I hope that, you know, a few years down the line, we'll be talking about both of our, you know, evolution in terms of art and what we've achieved uh, absolutely yeah, that, yeah cool i'm looking that forward be? to studying some of your work by the way uh oh, don't look to too close that. to that oh no listen <laughs> if you're gonna be picking work apart don't look too close um no I, I i so appreciate that man oh anyway but uh look i i know we're gonna be talking some more so uh again yeah just so. thank you thank you so much and thank you Well, I really hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Creative Endeavor podcast and a huge thank you to Anthony Avon for joining me. Man, what an inspiring story that was. Isn't it incredible when somebody just gets a small opportunity and they just grab it with both hands and they just start running. And it's just incredible to see where that attitude has taken Anthony and where it will continue to take him on his creative journey. I have no doubt that we're gonna be hearing his name a lot more. Now, right now, you can go follow Anthony on Instagram. If you haven't done so already, go and follow him there, anthony.avon.art. He's also on ArtStation, artstation.com slash anthonyavon, as well as Patreon, patreon.com slash anthonyavon. And that last name is spelt A-V-O-N. 
Thanks so much to Anthony for joining me. Man, I've enjoyed this conversation so much, and I hope you did too. And if you enjoy conversations like this, and please go ahead and leave this podcast a rating or a review on whatever audio platform you're listening on. You might not think it makes much of a difference, but it actually does. It makes a huge difference to the podcast and just how visible that is in the feed when people are searching for cool art podcasts to listen to. By you just leaving a rating or a review, It helps push that to the head of the queue and gets this out there to more ears. And I really appreciate that. So thank you for taking the time to give this a rating and a review. I really appreciate it. Man, let's keep the inspiration going here this year in 2022. I'm really looking forward to next week. I'm bringing a conversation to you with Thomas Fluharty. He's back for another round on the creative endeavor. I cannot wait. Thank you so much for spending this time with me here. Thank you once again for listening to The Creative Endeavor.